Welcome in to the Bracket Bunker as we go over this large slate on January 25th, college basketball Saturday. Got to be excited today uh, as we have you know, some really good matchups in college basketball, uh, starting out with Pitt at Syracuse. Syracuse is a six-point favorite in this game, catching 55% of the tickets, 71% of the money. Over under 131.5, of the tickets are on the under. Uh, which I think, you know, is the logical bet in this game. Uh, Pitt, you know, is not uh, not a great uh, three-point shooting team. They rank 289th in the country in three-point uh, percentage and 288th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, but they're still the 91st ranked offense. Uh, mainly because their offensive rebounding is very good. They also don't allow teams to turn them over as much as you would think uh, in terms of, like, steals. Uh, they usually, you know, kick themselves um, in terms of turnovers. Uh, they come into this game winning two straight north against UNC and Boston College at home. Now they go on the road to Qs for the first game against the orange here for Pitt. Uh, they will be playing them as well on Wednesday, February 26th. Um, so this is, you know, it's a team that Pitt usually does well against, uh, but, you know, that was when they had a little bit different personnel. Uh, when they had Jamie Dixon, he was very good against Jim Beheim's zone, uh, knew, you know, exactly how to, how to work that zone. Uh, Jeff Capel, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. He has the players uh, in this matchup. I'm not sure he has the, um, you know, the game plan for this matchup. Uh, we'll see. But um, I think there's a reason that this line is so high. Um, obviously, Ken Palm is, is right on projection, has them winning 70-64. to 64. And, you know, in past years, Pitt has had players... Uh, who could penetrate the zone, who could, you know, big men who could pass. Um, Jamel Artis, as well as Mike Young, uh, were great passers and great shooters as the four and the five. Uh, so that really was the reason that they did so well in those matchups. Uh, they don't really have that uh, this year. They only have one guy shooting above 38% from three. And really, Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's lead this team uh, you know, in really most categories, uh, but they're not, you know, they're not the best uh, spot up shooters. They're more like kind of fast break or um, create their own shot type of shooters. Um, so this is an interesting matchup. I would, I would say, you know, I would lean Syracuse here uh, in this matchup, but it's probably a stay away. Uh, we also have Iowa State at Auburn today. Um, Auburn is laying 8.5 in this game, or 9 at some spots. 79% of the tickets on Auburn, 83% of the money. Uh, Auburn comes into this game 16-2 on the year. Uh, they're not a great three-point shooting team, only ranked 261st in the country, but still 38th in offensive adjusted efficiency. Um, they're a really good offensive rebounding team with Austin Wiley, uh, the senior, you know, manning the middle. 
Um, and so they're, you know, they're senior laden group here for sure. Um, coming off a win at home against South Carolina where they were able to beat them by 13. Uh, Iowa State comes into this game kind of reeling on the season. I mean, they did get a win against Oklahoma State at home. Uh, they're just not, you know, they're 35th in, in offensive adjusted efficiency. Um, and so they they do have good players. It's just, you know, they kind of haven't put it all together yet. Um, with all the money on Auburn in this spot at a 12 o'clock early game, I'm not going to be surprised to see them come in here and, and really give Auburn a fight. I mean, eight and a half, that's probably too many points. You know, the Big 12 ACC or Big Twelve SEC challenge today. Um, so we'll get some, some interesting matchups. I think, um, I think Auburn's getting a little bit too much respect in this spot. And I would look... I would lean um, Iowa State plus the points there. Uh, we take we take it to Michigan where they are playing Illinois at home. Michigan coming off three straight losses to Minnesota, Iowa, and Penn State. One of those games at home against Penn State, um, they kind of got uh, you know they got boat raced in that game at the end of the first half. Never really could recover. Um. You know, Xavier Simpson had 18 points in that game. Franz Wagner, you know, only six points. Uh, I called that out as, you know, as him being a possible star in that game didn't happen. I think this is a must, almost a must win for Michigan here. I mean, I think a lot of people are gravitating towards that. You know, you can see a lot of the money is on Michigan. But I think they should get Isaiah Livers back today, which is a huge boost for them. I don't think this line reflects enough of what he means to the team. Um, and so I would look at Michigan on the money line here. I don't want to mess with the spread. I think, you know, there's a scenario where they win and, and don't cover here, or it's like a push or something with, with the four. I know four is a key number, so you think if they win, they would cover. But... You just never know. I think people also are looking at that Big Ten home team bias um, lately, and you know we've seen it come back, uh, you know, a little bit with obviously with Michigan specifically losing to Penn State at home. So I like Michigan in the game uh, if you can parlay it <coughs> with another you know decent money line. Um, I think that you'd, you'd be in good shape. West Virginia at home laying 12 and a half to Missouri. 77% of the tickets, 99% of the money. It looks like everyone and their mother is on West Virginia here. Um, you know, the bridge jumpers are taking West Virginia money line, thinking it's like the biggest lock uh, in the history of sports. You know how they get uh, with those, you know, minus 1,000 money lines or whatever. And, uh, and people look at that and they think, oh, it's a lock because of the line. Well, that's not true. It's Vegas sets the line high enough that they think people will take it. Um, and so it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, interesting because I think, you know, Missouri could get back uh, uh, Kobe Brown today. Um, so we're going to see 
kind of where he's at. Um, so that could be a big uh, boost for that team. He's a freshman um, who, you know, is actually 79th in the country in two-point percentage. Um, so he's a good player. And, you know, I think they have the athletes. I think Javon Pickett, Xavier Pinson, Drew Smith, you know, Mark Smith, uh, the three-point shooters there. I think they have enough in the tank here to, to give West Virginia a run for their money. I'm not going to be surprised if an SEC team comes in and, and you know, plays them tough. I, wouldn't, I would never even think about taking West Virginia in this spot. I think, you know, West, I think Missouri coming off three straight losses and West Virginia coming off beating Texas at home by 40 um, is going to be, you know, people are going to overreact to that. And so... You know, they're the number one effective field goal percentage defense, number three adjusted efficiency defense, number two and three-point percentage defense. So they can't really get much higher. I think that this is the official spot of, of uh, you know, buying low on Missouri and selling high in West Virginia. At 12.5 here, I'd take Missouri. Uh, VCU visits LaSalle today. Looks like It looks like um, Evans... Uh, Marcus Evans will be back today after, you know, a, a concussion scare there. I think this is one of those uh, games I would put in a money line parlay. Uh, if you're doing that, throw VCU in there. Um, they just have, you know, deeper, they're just a deeper team than uh, LaSalle. Um, and you got to be thinking about the, you know, the NCAA tournament. VCU needs this game to, you know, have any chance at an at-large bid. They've already had two losses in the A-10. They definitely cannot afford to lose this game. Uh, I'm sure they're not thinking of it that way, but, you know, they're going to try, obviously, their best either way. Um, they did get back, you know, a key player in Malik Crowfield uh, at guard. He's a senior. Uh, he's shooting 48% from three this year. He hasn't played that much. He's only taken 25 shots. So he doesn't qualify for uh, the Ken Palm, you know, rankings. But he had a really good game uh, last game out, uh, you know, scoring 10 points off the bench, two for three from three. Um, so that was kind of a good, like, comeback game for him. I think he continues to, you know, rise as, as, uh, as this team does. And, you know, I think the money here is, is and the tickets are all in LaSalle. At plus nine and a half, and people, you know, taking the money line on the Sal as well. They've lost four straight in a ten play. This is obviously a must win for them, but they just don't have the offensive firepower. Two hundred sixty fifth in offense. They have a few guys that can shoot threes uh, that are shooting over thirty six percent. Isaiah Dees, Saul Fury, and Scott Spencer. Um, so they do have some athletes. I'm not going to lie, but. I just don't see them winning this game outright. So uh, we'll take it to Villanova at Providence. Villanova laying two here. 80% of the tickets on Villanova, 96% of the money. Um, over under of 136, 134 and a half, 135 and a half. It's all over the place. People are betting the under in this game. Um, you know, Villanova obviously comes in 15 and three. Um you know, after winning five straight here in Big East Conference play, Villanova's five and one, Providence is four and three. 
Um, you know, Providence has looked pretty decent, although it's not really showing on the scoreboard. Um, they've, you know, they played well, 64th in the country in defensive efficiency, uh, ninth in steals, so they do steal the ball. Not a great offensive team. Uh, they're just kind of a grinded out team. Um, and, you know, they're still missing Emmett Holt. Um, so we'll see, you know, kind of where he's at. Um, you never, you never really want to bet against Villanova and Jay Wright. I mean, they're just tough to, you never really know when that fade spot is, is going to come. Um, they're very well coached and disciplined. So they're not like a team that's just going to not show up to a game. Um, although, you know, they're like the top bet of the day today. Everyone's taking Villanova minus two and just think it's free money. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm not going to take them. Um, but I just don't think I can fade them. If you're someone that likes to fade the public, this is, you know, this is maybe one of those spots that you'd want to do that, uh, which would be interesting, but I'm just not going to do it. <coughs> the next game we're going to look at is LSU at Texas. LSU comes in this game winning seven straight. Uh, starting with that home win against Liberty, which is really impressive. One of the best, probably the best mid-major in the country, in my opinion. Uh, they killed them, actually, beat them by 17. Coming off a home win against Florida by two. Fourth in, a, in adjusted efficiency offense. They're not a great three-point shooting team, 266th. Uh, but they're a great offensive rebounding team. They always they always are. Um So, obviously, Darius Days is always on the boards. Emmett Williams, Trenton Watford. So they're a great rebounding team. Skylar Mays leads the team. Uh, Javante Smart, obviously. So they have some good players, there's no doubt. They're not the same LSU team as last year. So if people think that, they're, they're off. Uh, I think Texas, you know, coming off a 40-point loss to West Virginia, again, here's, here's the other team that's in a, in a you know, off that spot. I would I would have to look. I mean, it looks like fit, it looks like you know LSU's laying one here on the road over under one forty one and a half one forty two. Uh, people are betting the over. People are betting LSU and Texas. It's pretty split. Um, you know, the games at two o'clock. I I would have to lean Texas here. I mean, there's just no other way. You have to. I mean, it's just the spot. You know, Texas. Uh, they do have some athletes. They're very young, but you know they do have they do have a few juniors on the team, no seniors. Um, Jericho Sims, you know, is a great player. Matt Coleman, seventy first in the country in three point percentage. They have some so they have some three point shooters. I mean, they're not bad. They're right in the middle, one hundred fortieth in the country in three point percentage, one hundred second effective field goal percentage. They're one of the better defensive teams in the country, fifty first in adjusted efficiency, while LSU is one hundred thirty sixth. Um, so yeah, I would look Texas here. I mean, I think the public sentiment for LSU is going to have to come into play here by two o'clock. So we'll see. Should be interesting. Next game is in the Palestra, uh, one of the most famous arenas, famous home courts in the country. Here are the Penn Quakers coming in this game, man. Losing two straight to Princeton, four straight overall to Princeton. 
and then losing to St. Joe's um, by eight. And so, you know, I did think that was way too many points uh, for them to be laying against St. Joe's. They were nine-point favorites in that game. So I think this is probably the buy low spot for Penn. Uh, They're still 11th in the country in two-point percentage, 68th in effective field goal percentage. They do like to push the pace, 56th in adjusted tempo. They do have uh, a great player in A.J. Burdor who put up 33 points against St. Joe's. Uh, Talented freshman Jordan Dingle and freshman, or um, excuse me, senior-laden, you know, team with Devin Goodman and Ryan Betley. Uh, I do think the the loss of Bryce Washington um, for their team was huge. Uh, he was really a great player for them last year and gave them some athleticism that they need. That's the one area I think they might struggle in this game is just the athleticism of Temple. Uh, you know, Temple's 25th in the country in defense, defensive adjusted efficiency. They come into this game, though, like just completely reeling, um, you know, losing five out of their last six. They were able to beat Wichita State at home, which I think was just a bad spot for Wichita. Uh, but then they, you know, they go on the road and lose by 16 to SMU, lose by seven to Cincinnati at home, giving up 89 points. Ken Palm has them winning this game by two. The line sits Temple minus one. Uh, it's, you know, it's a pick'em in some spots. So I would lean Penn here at home. People are also betting this over, which is interesting. It's opened at 142 and a half. It's at 145 and a half. I actually took a look at the first half under 68 in this game. I don't see both teams getting the 35 points in this first half. Uh, both teams are reeling big time. Uh, this is, you know, this is a game where both teams are going to come out a little bit nervous because, I mean, they need they both need this game like blood. Um, although they both do like to push the pace, I'll, I'll say that. So I think that's kind of why. We're looking at this total moving up, but one, you know, now that it's kind of at the top of the market here at 146, 145 and a half, uh, I took the first half under. I don't like to take full game anymore uh, with free throws at the end and just how crazy it gets. Uh, with the first half, you get, you know, a full last 30 seconds where it's, you know, the team's going to hold it for the last shot, which is huge. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Virginia Tech at Boston College. Virginia Tech laying four points here on the road, catching 79% of the tickets, 90% of the money. Um, you know, Virginia Tech is just one of those teams, like, I'm just, I don't know, understand how they're doing this well. Um, they're definitely some type of anomaly. They're 14-5, and five, 59th in the country, according to... Ken Palm, they're second in, in offensive turnover percentage. They don't turn the ball over. They don't give up steals. They're 28th in three-point percentage. They're actually 74th in adjusted defense and 60th in adjusted offense. So really, they're good all around. They're good effective field goal percentage, offense and defense, three-point percentage, offense and defense. Um, they don't really have a weakness besides like offensive rebounding on offense and they don't really turn anybody over on defense. Uh, Boston College just putrid. Can't really say it any other way. They do turn turn you over, but again, Virginia Tech's so good against um, you know not turning it over at not turning it over. So 
again, it's one of those spots people are going to, like, all the public is on Virginia Tech here. Um, so Boston College might get back Jared Hamilton today, which would be big for them. I mean, if they get him back, I'd say that's a play on Boston College. I would wait to see if he's announced in. Uh, this is going to get continue to get bet up, and I think you know once he's announced in, it'll it'll hop back down. Uh, people take a position on Boston College there if he's playing. Clemson at Louisville. Quick mention: um, I'm going to throw Louisville in that you know money line parlay. Um, with VCU of Michigan, I think there's just no way Clemson wins this game. There's just no, there's not even a preview for this. Um, I'm just going to say it, no chance. Okay, so if I jinx it, you know who it was. It was me. Um, Rhode Island at St. Bonaventure. Very interesting. Osuno Sunie not playing today. Uh, you know, Rhode Island got bet up now from two to four and a half. All the money, all the tickets on Rhode Island. Makes sense, okay? I mean, obviously, Bonnie's goes out and gets killed the last two games. Uh, as we kind of knew that would, that would happen without Osun. He's, you know, he's doubtful for this game. He's probably not going to play, I'm hearing. Um, but, man, so this game's at, it's a weird time. It's at 3 o'clock. Uh, this is the first game back for the students for the for, for their second semester. They're going to be hyped, uh, as all can be. This is one of the best home court advantages in the country. According to Ken Palm, you get 3.6 points uh, here for the Bonnies. I'll even bump it up to four just for the heck of it, because I know how crazy they're going, to, they're going to be today. So you're really going to tell me that Rhode Island is eight and a half points better than Bonnas on a neutral without Osun? I mean, if I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to look at Bonas here. I think this is actually going to get pushed up to five and a half by game time. <coughs> once people realize Osun is out, once he's announced out. God, if you could, I mean, look, this line's just going to keep going up. So kind of have to like figure out where it's going to stop. Um, I'd say five and a half or six. I mean, you just don't get that many points ever in the Riley Center. You just don't. So you just got to take it, close your eyes, because you just know that that's never going to happen again. So um, Kansas, quick mention, that's going to be another Moneyline parlay. Tennessee is not going in there and winning that game. Um, you know, Kansas has done this before where they've lost to teams at home the past couple of years, which they haven't done before. Tennessee just doesn't have enough here. Um, I do know that, you know, obviously, uh, DeSosa is not going to be playing. But man, I just there's just no way you can not put them in the money line parlay. So many games today. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, look at I mean this is random, but Hofstra playing at home against Drexel. I don't really see how they're laying eight points here. Um, it's just too many. Hempom has this projected uh, by seven. You know what it is? It's it's Drexel went on the road to Northeastern, got killed by 30. Uh, but Hofstra, man, oh, I wish I took Delaware. 
plus seven against them the other night. I was going to take it. I don't know what happened. But they, they lost outright to Delaware. This isn't a team that, you know, is going to kill anybody that's decent. Um, you know, and Drexel's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. They're decent. They're not, like, you know, they're not a great team, but they're decent. They just didn't play well, didn't really show up for that game. I expect them to show up. I, I think keeping it within this number, if you're looking for more of a de degenerate play today, I think it'd be Drexel plus eight in that one. Um, Oklahoma State laying two against Texas A&M. I mean, this Texas A&M team, God, they, it doesn't really seem like they even have enough players to field a team. Uh, Oklahoma State, one of the worst teams in the country in three-point shooting and effective field goal percentage, but they're they're good offense or defense, excuse me. Forty-first in adjusted efficiency, uh, but you know, geez, they're coming off six straight losses in the Big Twelve. Um, they were supposed to be better than this. They're looking for their first win in conference play. Um, part of the Big Twelve SEC challenge here. You know, Texas A&M coming off a win finally against Missouri. Um, I would look Oklahoma State here laying the two, but it's a lean. It's not a strong play. NC State at Georgia Tech. 96% uh, of the tickets on NC State here, minus one. 50% of the money, though. So you got to watch out for that. Uh, it looks like it's moving, you know, NC State minus one, but it's moving to a pick em. I think this is just a spot where Georgia Tech wins this game. Um, you know, people are going to look to bet NC State here. Uh, there's no doubt. And, you know, NC State coming off three straight wins, uh, beating Virginia on the road. Uh, people saw that game for sure on this Monday night. Uh, so public sentiment, you know, Georgia Tech losing three straight. But this Georgia Tech team, man, they're 34th in defense. They play really hard. And they're really annoying. So just know that going in if you're going to be betting against them. Uh, Michael DeVoe, Moses Wright, Jose Alvarado, uh, James Banks. I mean, these are names you don't really know, but they're just solid players that um, they're going to be hyped up for this game. So I, I don't I don't really want anything to do with this game. I would lean Georgia Tech, but I'm, I might not end up playing that. So we'll see. Uh, another interesting one, Belmont at Austin P. Belmont Lang one. Over under open at 151.5. I've actually bet that one myself over 151.5. Sitting at 154.5 now. So yeah, there's some serious steam there. Probably should have posted that, but um you know, I kinda kinda knew that that was gonna be going up there. Uh with two of the, you know, Belmont loves to push the pace and Austin P themselves has really been scoring in bunches uh, these past few games. Uh, Austin P put up 99 last game, put up 92 the game before that, and 84 the game before that. They're playing at home, friendly rims here. Uh, you know, Belmont themselves, obviously 55th in pace, so one of the best effective field goal percentage teams, one of the best three-point shooting teams. Um... They're a lot better defensively than Austin P. Austin P ranks 45th in three-point percentage, 57th in effective field goal percentage. But defensively, they're 302nd 
in adjusted efficiency while Belmont's 119th. So what I would do here is I would play Belmont minus one. I would actually, I mean, look, if, if you can do this, maybe tease Belmont to plus three, plus four, and tease the over-under down to 150. Take the over in Belmont, and I think you'd be in good shape there. Another game that I highlighted on uh, my write-up on BracketBunkerPodcast.com that I posted on Twitter, BYU at San Francisco, looking like three-point line consensus, some two-and-a-halves out there. Um, I posted it as minus two-and-a-half, but I'm looking for minus two eventually if we can get it. I actually usually just buy the points down to two. I don't really care, but if that's not what you want to do. Only 61% of the tickets on BYU. 100% of the money, money line tickets on San Fran. 100% of the money's on the over, 148. Um, you know, this is a, a game I, that, I like I said, I did a write-up for. Um, BYU is really one of the best offensive teams in the country. Um, Yoeli Childs, NBA prospect. They have four players shooting over 40% from three. San Fran ranks 326 in three-point percentage defense. Just not a good matchup. After San Fran loses Frankie Ferrari last year, I think people still like have sentiment for them for some reason. Uh, but BYU is just much, the much better team. Ken Palm projects them to win this game by five. So if we can get two, that's a three-point edge. Uh, I would definitely take BYU. It's one of my stronger plays of the day. Um, you know, I'll go over my other play. Notre Dame catching eight points at Florida State. Um, you know, this is a game where Notre Dame comes in needing a win desperately uh, in this one. It actually looks like it's up to eight and a half, nine in some spots. So not a great feeling uh, when the number goes against you. Uh, but just gives a ch- uh, gives people a chance that haven't taken it yet, maybe to get, get a better number there. And uh, look, I'm not going to lie. I could see this being, you know, going either way, but because Notre Dame is just one of the weirdest teams. And I, I said this in my write-up, but they seem to be, like, very competitive at times, and then they shut it down. They shut the focus down out of nowhere. Um, so this just puts them in positions where they're down. They can be down a lot in games. But I think catching this many points is just too many um, for a team that is used to coming back from deficits and a team that has had success against Florida State in the past. Um you know, the last time they got blown out down there was like 2016. Usually they keep it close with them or they beat them outright. Um, not on the road, but, you know, at home they beat them outright a few times the past couple of years. Uh, they only lost by seven last year with like half a team. They're really not injured at all this year. Only like some bench warmers that are not playing. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to look at the points here with Notre Dame. Um Another game is, is uh, you know, Harvard at Dartmouth. Harvard's just the much better team in this spot. Uh, but it's the Ivy League, so just be careful. You know, tread lightly. Um, Harvard's rejected to win by three for, from Kempom. The line's like five now. Um, they beat Dartmouth by five at home, so I'm not really sure how the line's five here on the road. Uh, this might be a team I look to put in a money line parlay. Uh, I did personally, but... I'm not going to, like, recommend that to anybody. Uh, but I just think they're the much more talented team. That's kind of what it comes down to. 
But, you know, you have to keep track of Bryce Aiken's status uh, for sure. Um, I haven't really seen anything on him as of yet. Um, you know, I can look it up, but it's... Um, You know they're they're very they're kind of an underrated team even though like people like to you know bet on them but they're just so they're stacked really like for an Ivy League team um, Noah Kirkwood Chris Lewis Robert Baker Christian Juzang um, Justin Bassey all these guys I mean this is a team I'm gonna be looking at for their conference tournament I think they're better than Yale uh, just to give that information away I think people are way too high on Yale right now. Um, I'm looking forward to that matchup Friday, February 7th, where Ken Palm has Yale projected to win that game by eight against Harvard at home. It's way too many points. We'll see where that goes. Um, there's not too many other games out here. I would stay away from that Arizona, Arizona State game. It's going to be hyped, uh, there in Arizona State with all the students, even though Arizona's much more talented, I mean, just eons beyond them. Um, but I think that's kind of what people are going to look at in that one. So I I really would just stay away. If you want another team to throw in the Moneyline Parlay, a couple more. I would say Liberty uh, and Vermont, as well as Winthrop. Uh, those Vermont and Winthrop are like 3,000 favorites, so not going to give you much value, but uh, you know, you go Louisville, Kansas, VCU, Liberty, Vermont, Winthrop. You get pretty good odds. Um, so, you know, give that a look if you're one of those players. But besides that, I mean, we went over a lot of games today. I uh, hope this information's helpful. Um, and, you know, please share the podcast with, you know, people you know. Um, just trying to give information out to people. Um, you know, just kind of starting out doing this, but you know, it's been fun so far, so why not just keep it going? Um, and that'll that'll do it for the Bracket Bunker podcast. Everyone have a great Saturday and let's cash some tickets.